Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Illegal aliens are real. Outer space aliens are even realer. And people that hate both are the realest. Right here on Roswell, New Mexico, episode one, season one, the pilot. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz If you all remember correctly, this is the song that was Liz's favorite. And in case you were wondering, it's called uh, Miss Potter's Lullaby by the Counting Crows. And it's interesting because most of the viewers of Roswell, New Mexico, have no idea who the Counting Crows are. It's so, so long ago. It's so long ago. Uh, That's right. You are now tuned in to Roswell, New Mexico. This is season one, episode one, the pilot. This is the after show. I am your host. My name is Tehran. I'm joined by a panel of hosts. To my left is Jim. That's me. And to his left is Mr. George Corey, the one and only. Nice to be here. I'm glad you guys are here on the panel. They are uh, brand new. You guys are, are, but you're already pros, and I like that. I appreciate that from each and every Gotta one. Gotta come in ready, right? Exactly. You're born ready. You're born ready. <laughs> kind of like the aliens in today's show. They were just born <laughs> ready. Uh, tonight, we're gonna break down Roswell, New Mexico. That's right. We're gonna discuss the social commentary on the show, the diversity, break down each uh, character and our ideas and, and what we thought of each character, break down, and, and that includes Liz, Max, Isabel, Michael, and the whole gang, with the relationships which we saw between each one because Liz Liz and Max had an interesting relationship Liz and Kyle had a more interesting relationship and I think Michael and Alex had the most interesting relationship let's break that all down the mark the secret their origins project shepherd and a special segment dedicated to everyone right now listening on the live stream podcast and watching us on youtube and our predictions so let's talk Roswell New Mexico panel what were your overall thoughts my overall thoughts are that this was a killer first episode. It was action-packed, so I can only imagine what's going to happen next. I thought the special effects were tasteful, and the romance, love is in the air. You felt like that love is in the air, Jim? Uh, kind of. I wasn't that enthusiastic. I thought the start was kind of slow. Uh, I thought I picked up the last 15, 20 minutes of the show. I think the biggest takeaway for me was the social commentary. I think that was pretty current and timely and... Uh, I like where they're going with that, but overall, the storyline, uh, there's still things to get into. I'm sure we're going to A lot of it. loopholes, of course, but yeah. it is just the pilot. Social commentary is what CW does best. My overall thoughts was that this was a very strong pilot for the first episode. What confused me the most is how much it played to the the whole concept of Roswell. First of all, Roswell, of course, is based on the the books, the series of books by by Melinda Metz, where Roswell High, which was the books, and then here we are, twenty years later, after the first uh, the first telling of Roswell was introduced on the CW where we had the Roswell where we were used to and 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 it's the same characters you have Liz instead of Parker we change to Liz or Taco which that adds to it and Max is still Max and Isabel is spelled a little different and Michael's still Michael and it's it's a similar storyline uh especially with the pilot with the shooting 
things happen in the same procession, but not the same way. Meaning that here, Max is not a high school student. He's a police officer. We're, we're 10 years removed from high school. They're actually surrounded by this high school reunion, this 10-year reunion that's going on. Uh, but you did touch on, Jim, you touched on the concept of the social commentary. Yeah. Before we get into that, I want to discuss Roswell, the the legend. They touch on it in the show. Are you both uh, familiar with the Roswell story? Uh, somewhat. I watched a couple episodes a while ago. I mean, no, not just the Roswell, the TV show. Of course, like that was like teen angst coming right, up, right? right. It was during the emo music time. But I'm talking about Roswell, the actual concept why this is a, such a part of pop culture yeah yeah the the alien thing that's it's i mean it's a tourist site right i mean that's it been is. known Still, to this day yeah so people just literally new mexico's probably tourism like picks up because of roswell like that is the the thing kind of worldwide known for uh, in that sense george and it's basically the spot for all the alien enthusiasts you know it's bringing hope alive that's what roswell does to some it's a myth and to some people it's a hope and we see that come into fruition in this episode. Yeah, see, that's the thing. July 8th, 1947, we have this crash. No one knows what it is. The Air Force says it's a balloon. A lot of people says it's a UFO. Do either one of you believe in the existence of aliens? I kind of do. I mean, you know, as many as they can say they alter the pictures or whatnot, there's got to be something. There's got to be a basis for something that even led to to where we are. I mean, all these decades technically later. Uh, And I think, you know, the government in a sense has so many secrets. Why wouldn't this be one of them? I'm on the edge about it. But as we saw in Roswell, New Mexico, with the radio DJ alluding to Beyonce being an alien, now I'm more inclined to believe that there are actually aliens. They're actual aliens. Do you think that they're prone to? Uh, are they a violent race? Are they? Do they thrive on tragedy? Are they killers? Are they abductors? That, those are things that uh, uh, Master Sergeant Maine said towards the end. So, if these aliens exist, what kind of aliens would they be? I think it's whatever is your interpretation. No one's really came across them uh obviously the show is going with with the good friendly aliens you know uh and i think that's the right approach here are they are they there's got to be one bad apple there's got to be one bad apple going on yeah we did hear the hint towards the end because i was completely sold on max when he hinted what happened to rosa it got me a little scared but i do think that aliens if they exist they are benevolent and I just believe that they have supernatural gifts. Yeah, these benevolent aliens, let's discuss some of the concept of uh, benevolency that was, which was layered in the show with social commentary. Aspects of social commentary we saw was obviously diversity was uh, very done. I, I felt like it was done tastefully on the show. If there's a New Mexico, I felt like that would be the population. It mm-hmm. would be very, uh, it would be very Latino oriented. There would be a lot mm-hmm. of... Uh, a thriving Mexican population, which I felt like the show definitely touched on. Even the crash down, which is owned by Liz's parents or a parent, uh, the crash down, which was in the original show as well. And, and in the book, but it was owned by, by a Latino man. That, that's something that's very, very noticeable. But we saw stuff where they talked about illegal aliens. They, uh, we saw in the beginning, uh, Liz had a problem with like, being stopped or they talked about the white house they talked about the wall yeah. like very current the wall that was the so current i'm like it feels like in real time that really kind of took me back and thinking like whoa we are like this show is so current that it's literally filming right now probably when it's talking about these things so i i felt that was a nice personal touch kind of connection to reality and, and the times and it kind of gave a foreshadowing of what's to come on the show so did you did you appreciate the social commentary george i did appreciate it I do think that although the Latinos were represented, 
they were showing a lot of kickback in society towards them within within this realm. And it is relevant to today. And then I also saw an interesting parallel between aliens as these supernatural being, beings and the Latinos in the community and how they were both almost being outcasted. So I thought that was very intriguing. Oh, yeah. The radio host made the concept and said uh, that they would take their they would rape, murder, steal our jobs. And we've heard that before. And that's like a, very, a huge play, clearly, mm-hmm. on the whole concept of the diaspora, unfortunately, that's playing in, in modern politics today. Right. Absolutely. So we see a lot of this negative propaganda towards immigrants to begin with and especially illegal immigrants and things of that nature how do you think about the diverse cast on the show well i think it could be perhaps a little more diverse how much more diverse did you want it was it was shown as almost a white and latino world and i'd assume that there are some other people in in new mexico Mexico, i'd have to look Uh, up the statistics i think it was actually pretty fitting i i I wonder if anyone's watching from the region or anything like that could let us know but uh, i thought it was pretty authentic in that sense i think there's a mix in that sense and it's heavy latino but there's also you know like white people that have been around there for a while probably established kind of those i don't know if you call them country or whatever you know but um I, i thought it was pretty authentically given i i'd imagine that to be that i mean i'd have to look at the consensus the census and see how many asians or uh you know black people or anyone else is we could still see them you know throughout the season i mean but i I felt like the diversity was good cw is very good on diversity in my opinion Mm -hmm. and we also have seen these stars before we've seen liz whose uh name is janine marie mason if you saw the uh fifth season of so you think you can dance you saw her gray's anatomy she was like a reoccurring role and then nathan parsons who's now played a vampire a werewolf and now the alien from the, a theme to this. to the originals which i'm like currently like engaged in on netflix and, and now you know this new show roswell new mexico clearly cw loves them some nathan parsons i also saw a lot of similarities between this show and supergirl which i don't know if you guys are both uh even fans of or mm-hmm. avid watchers but i do both and host the after show here at after buzz the concept is very similar. It did it. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like it's tried to shove social commentary and diversity down your throat? Yeah, but I think they have an angle and storyline to work it in to make it work. Um, I mean, you get the outsider kind of look of it and and that first perspective, but it works with the storyline and the location and setting. So I feel they can pull it off doing that without feeling too forced. I like I like that CW did it, and let's face it, this is the world that we live in, and to have a show that doesn't shy away from the world we live in, but rather just show it for what it is, I felt more connected as a viewer, because these are things that I see even happening around me in society. Very interesting ideas. Thank you so much, George. George, you also have some interesting ideas for the After Buzzers at home, if you could let them know, please. Yes, I do. Hey, After Buzzers, our network produces after shows for nearly all of your favorite TV shows. From dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more, there's no network that works harder to serve television fans. But we need your help. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. By subscribing to our channel, YouTube will suggest content that's tailor-made for you, and you'll help After Buzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about pesky notifications, don't be because they're optional. So hit that subscribe button now for this channel and check out our AfterBuzz YouTube channels as well. Let us know you did so in the comments and we'll thank you on air. 
For now, thanks for being the best fans and for helping us be the ESPN of TV talk. That's right. Thank you so much, each and every one of you at home. Remember, this panel isn't just us. It is you as well. Make sure to let us know what you think in the comments below. If you have questions, comments, concerns, go for it. We'd love to hear from you. And if you're listening to us on iTunes and podcasts, make sure to leave those reviews five-star it up. If you don't, we're coming... We're going to come find you. Now, let's subscribe to the ideas of these characters. And let's start with the main character. The storyline seems to be based around Liz Ortega. Yes. Guys, Liz. Uh, I think first impression was she's kind of spunky and feisty. And I liked it. You know, she wasn't like a mellow or, you know, I, I like that she had some fight in her from the start. And I think... Very that, Latina of her. Yeah, See, it, it was. was like a con- I mean, does that play a part? Was she almost stereotypical but not stereotypical at the same time Uh, i think for her character coming into this location being kind of skeptical and on kind of on alert i thought it worked uh because if she was just like in a sense you know all lovey-dovey and happy about it then it would be i I think her character just kind of being it shows that she's vulnerable but also that she's um skeptical in a sense and has her guard up Her attitude played less towards her background and more towards her experiences. We see her as a brave person who actually left Roswell. We're in a town where most of the people didn't leave. And because Liz did leave, we see that boldness that she brings back with her and those experiences. So she has this outside perspective that's almost refreshing for me to watch on screen and this upbeatness about her. And yes, I agree, Jim. We see her fearlessness even when she runs to the dance floor and in a place that probably wasn't um, the most hospitable for her, she ran right to the middle and danced, and we see that. Is it bravery or is it cowardice? Now, I propose that she ran away from Roswell because of what happened with her sister, which we're going to get to, but Mm -hmm. also with her experiences. She ran away, and she's reluctant to be back. She's not happy about this. This isn't a form of bravery. She lost funding on on the project she was working with. We see that she's clearly a smart, intelligent individual who's got some type of scientific background and is and is prone to understanding science and of this nature. Had this great job and it just lost funding. She doesn't want to be back. She has to be back. I'm curious about that because didn't we hear something mentioned about Isabel playing some sort of a mind game that perhaps sent her away. That's a real thing. That's a, that's a concept. And I'm curious to see what happens with that. I'm still trying to gauge, but that's a good point. I think there's a little bit of both. Uh, I think she escaped because she didn't want the, the small town syndrome. Yeah. The small town syndrome and the, the reaction of the town about her sister. She didn't want to take the burden of her sister. Uh, and I think that kind of fled her or was an easy excuse to get away. Uh, and I wonder how much for these people she actually cared in that town. I think this is something we might see down the road. But um, I think it's a little bit of uh, I'm getting out of here in a convenient time. In a sense, that was her opportunity to leave with a reason. And um, she kind of maybe made herself believe, you know, that she needs to be gone and just force herself out. And she got out of there, and, it's, and it feels like she hasn't been back in 10 years right. at all, not even to visit her parents. Mm-hmm. And, and you can't talk about Liz without talking about her parent, her father, who we saw. We're assuming that the mom's not around. The father seemed like a 
like a genuine, sincere person. Quick notes on the dad. What did you guys think? I thought he was almost too nice. In a sense, he he's so lenient of all that's going on and and he almost expects all the and has some understanding for how people feel uh, about the accident i feel it's a very sympathetic figure uh, and a guy you kind of run a root for a nice guy i think that the father is the redemption from the stereotypes we see a hard working man who didn't steal anyone's jobs he built his own business he didn't rape or murder anyone he raised a very um affluent family I mean, that's an excellent point. I really like that. Mm -hmm. Also, when you say affluent family, we also have the troublemaker, though. We have, even as soon as uh, Liz gets back in town, Sheriff Valenti, first thing she points out is, you were always the good one. As a, and so we're already foreshadowing a bad one. And the bad one turns out to be her sister, uh, Rosa Orteco. We kind of know what she did. But we don't. She murdered two people, apparently. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot more to the story. Yeah, she was apparently intoxicated, murdered two innocent people. But then we see Liz pretty much reveal that she had some sort of a mental illness. So we're wondering, how guilty is she? And then I have to draw the question when Max basically says that Liz can't know about what happened to Rosa and tells that to Isabel. I'm starting to wonder, do we have Rosa misconstrued? Yeah, these are all storylines we have to find out. Yeah. Uh, siblings plays a big part in this because we also see siblings between Max, uh, Isabel, and Michael, which are the siblings that we don't know if they're actually physically related, but they are enough for the show. So Max and Isabel are adopted by one family, and so they both have the last name Evans. Isabel's married, so it's Evans Brackens. And then Michael is Michael Guerin, where Michael is now in the foster system because of whatever reason fell through the cracks and clearly has some type of trouble past. What did you think of each one of these characters? Um, I'm kind of wondering why did he go through a foster system and like if they pick two kids are all the same age, right? Why did he fall off? Like it was how bad was he as a child for them not to even consider adoption? Why did that family take all three of them? Like these are maybe questions we're going to find out about, but it just kind of makes you wonder why he was so rejected in that sense. I think we didn't get much of Isabel um, today. I think we saw a personality or foreshadowing of each character, but Isabel is very much of the unknown. I think she's so guarded and protective of but all. But I think that's what we got of Isabel is that she's guarded and protected. But there's got to be more to her. This polished one. She's the she's the bougie one, like the girl who came from the hood, but now she's acting like sh her, her, her ish don't stink. I think that's what we I find were her boring then, in that sense. If they're going to keep it going like that, they need to give her more persona or a secret or or some sort of time besides being the the guard and, and because it's just she's I mean, forgettable in that sense. She did do something to Liz. Mm -hmm. My alien senses are telling me that she's the most gangster one of them all. <laughs> she don't need a bark. I could tell when it comes down to it, she's going to be the one to bite. Michael has some serious, although they are probably all born at the same time. He has some serious middle child syndrome going on. I feel like that's where I would clock Michael. He seems to be battling some demons that will probably soon come to surface. I, I feel that he's troubled. Max, to me, seems to be the most stable one. He wants to be protective of his siblings. And also, he just strikes me as someone who knows who he wants. And that's Liz. And he's, and he's sacrificing everything for it. 
It actually reminded me a little bit of the originals. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the originals with the the vampires, the vampire diaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. totally vampire diaries. It, it was very it. yeah, exactly. It was just like a, demon, right? It was Elijah, uh, Elijah, Klaus, and Rebecca. It mm-hmm. felt like a very similar dynamic between the three, where where Max is the principled one, mm-hmm. and then uh, but wears his heart on the on his sleeve. You know, mm-hmm. Isabel is the is the polished one. You know, where she's like. This is how it's, she's very calculated, and she's even though she's married, I question if she actually loves, True. is in love with her husband. Or is or just it loves hiding? Him. Exactly, right. it's like this is part of the, the defense. And then Michael's Klaus, you know, Michael's the, the one who's prone to just action and doing things and extremely like a roller coaster. I'll tell you who I really like. Actually, I like Kyle. I think he's got the most going on with. Uh, he's got two sides to him. Kyle's a great, Kyle's the doctor. So Kyle is, we find out Kyle is the doctor and they had some, had something with Liz, but Kyle's just this doctor who, who's Sheriff Valenti's son. Mm -hmm. Right. And there was like a thing and you really like Kyle, Jim. Yeah, I do. I think he's got two sides of him. He's got that kind of bad boy, but also on a surface, like a good guy. And I think this is a character you can mold and manipulate to play both sides. Um, and obviously the relationship aspect with Liz, but I just think he's kind of sneaky and you can go both ways with him. Yeah, he was sneaky. He snitched, yeah. right? Yeah. He snitched and went straight to, uh, Master Sergeant Maines. I'm going to say it flat out. I don't like Kyle. <laughs> when he was in the car with Liz, my heart sunk to my stomach. I liked it. He destroyed <laughs> to me. Well, I'm glad Jim you liked our it. Kyle. I'm glad <laughs> yeah, you see the light here, but for me... He is going to destroy this romance. I don't even want to call it romance. I'm going to call it the destiny between Max and Liz. Two people fighting so hard to be together. And this Kyle wants to pull up to a bar and get her into a car. And, you know, I'm glad. I'm glad that she left that car. Yeah, Kyle's a little bit of a show-off. He's like, I want to go to the reunion to show that I'm a surgeon now. And I'm, like, successful and I want to show off. Right? Kyle had had a bit of that in him. And I feel that he wants Liz more on the surface, mm-hmm. whereas Max seems to want to share a deeper connection with Liz. But is Liz, we're going to find out, is Liz the girl that goes for the bad boy or the one that's the quieter kind of one I mean, that steps back? She didn't notice Max until the last two weeks. We're, right. we're going to discuss yeah. their relationship for <laughs> sure. What do you guys think about Alex, which is the uh, soldier that we saw interact with Michael and then really interact with Michael later? I liked Alex. Alex seems like he's coming to himself more and getting a grasp of that. And I like to see the balance between him and Michael. And it's almost like I feel he's going to pull the better side out of Michael as the season continues. Well, I mean, depends what dad says, right? I mean, that's got something to do. That's what I, I also see the dad playing a part. Yeah, I feel like for he's sure. hiding it from dad. Totally. And I think he's an interesting character because he, he didn't have much screen time, but he made an impact, uh, obviously. And most talked about probably thing is going to come out from Alex. All we saw in the episode kind of whined. I think he's the, the X factor of this show in, in a lot of ways. Him and Kyle in, in, in two different ways. But I think Alex is really the the middle ground here between good and bad, right? Because, yeah. And he loses his leg, you know, tr- possibly trying to prove to his father that he's a man. Mm-hmm. He loses his leg uh, fighting overseas. And that's one of the master things. But we also see Alex really likes Michael. Alex has feelings for Michael. Alex cares for Michael. And I, I agree with George that he's going to bring out the best. But I also agree with Jim that he is the X Factor who might 
be the difference between them getting caught and not. He he chooses, right? Definitely. Uh, what about what about the uh, the best friend, the ex best friend, Maria? Maria, you, you know the fortune teller, right? There, there's <laughs> yeah. a mystique about Maria. She seemed very happy to have Liz back, and on the surface, she seems a bit disconnected from what's going on. But I feel the fortune telling and all that was a foreshadow of perhaps her curiosity to get in the known, get in the loop, and she may bring a deeper perspective of what's going on once the alien talk goes about. I feel like Maria knows something the rest of us don't, and we're going to find I out. I feel like I don't want to get a fortune read by Maria because, <laughs> what did she tell that one? You're on a guy. Yeah, you got syphilis. syphilis. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, that was uh, harsh. No thanks uh, for fortune telling uh, for Maria. But I think she's just that friend character. I don't see, of all the characters we discussed, I don't see her making that much of an impact. I think she's just going to be someone that's recurring and kind of maybe, you know, putting Liz in the right place of mind, but I don't see her making an impact or having any sort of big reveal. I think she's just there to, to steady the ship and move it along uh, for Liz whenever she's lost or confused. Here I'm going to play the moderate to your conservative and liberal, right? Because I actually, once again, agree with both George and Jim, you Jim, because I think that Maria, I don't think she's this deep character that George portrayed her to be. I feel that what you see is what you get with Maria. She's very simple. And that simplicity is going to be something that brings out this this knowledge and understanding of something. Oh. Because she's so simple, mm. it doesn't it just doesn't even affect her, doesn't bother her. Because she seems to be oblivious to the concept of aliens and that anything's going on. And I feel like she's gonna play an opposition to Liz's character. So when Liz is super sciencey, Maria's just not. Maria's just water. Yeah, she's wet. real. She's authentic yeah. in every sense. She doesn't know how to be anything exactly. else. Exactly. And then of course we see what I think is going to be the protagonist of the show, Master Sergeant Maines. He plays a part where he introduces Project Shepard, which we're also going to speak about, but he comes in. Master Sergeant Maines. I want to first know where he's getting this anti-alien rhetoric from. Were there a string of disasters? Did they actually negatively impact Roswell? Or is he going based off of his own fears or things that are rumors? I would really like to find out what was so bad that these aliens did and why he's so scared of them. Hmm. You know what? He he brushed me the wrong way. He does. He does brush. But that's the yeah, point. That's of the, his character. Uh, that's the that's the whole point of the protagonist, right? You need to clear villain, and he's a clear villain right now. And he's the voice of authority, and in a sense, um, he's the guy with the experience because yeah. they're all young, in a sense. And he's the older one. He's that's been around. One. Yeah, he's been around. He's heard things. He know. He's in the know. He's got a high position of power. Um, he's the guy. But I still think he's a transition character. I think he's the villain for now. And then there's going to be a more of a villain. Yeah, there's going to be a younger villain. Some yeah. of the young, whoever's in the cast. Or so there's going to be an antagonist to the antagonist. Yes, I'm but he's serving right a purpose now, now. There's a clear future villain, and that's Kyle. My he, already stole, he already stole Max's uh, love interest, and he seems to be a bit too curious in a malicious way. And I, and I just see him kind of plotting an attack of some sort. I mean, well, it's it's it'll be interesting to see Master Sergeant Maines be the antagonist and move on to be the antagonist. Uh, and mm -hmm. there's another antagonist on top of that. There has to be more to the story, right? But totally. so far, this is the arc. Now, we do see certain relationships. Let's discuss the relationship between Max, Isabel, and Michael, uh, the siblings, right? 
we see that Michael's the troublemaker, Isabel's the fixer, and Max is the hero. How did you feel about these these siblings and their interaction? I think they're all different, and they have to be because uh, you know you need the the person that has everyone's back in a sense, but then you also need someone that this, the voice of reason that looks out at hey, don't make the mistake, which Isabel is. Uh, Michael's the volatile one, the one that's kind of a loose cannon that, um, but he's more sided with Isabel. I feel, I feel like they need to reel in and keep Max at bay. Uh, Which one's your favorite so far, George? Max. Max is your favorite by far. Team Max. Team Max. No way. Uh, I don't like Max. I I found him boring. The way even he talks, uh, it's just so monotone and... So I just I don't see substance yet. It's it's actually the Nathan Parsons way. Once again, yeah, going back to the originals, he's just playing uh, the same character that he plays. The, the werewolf is like it's almost. The I, same if character. I'm Liz, I'm not interested in this guy. Yeah. Like I'd be interested in Kyle because uh, he's the more kind of there's mysterious and he just Max just lays his cars out kind see, of. So so now we know that Jim <laughs> is the 16 year old girl and that George is the look, he's, 26 year old woman. You could say that. He's not laying his cards out. He's laying his life out. He risked everything. How how could you not how can you not appreciate that? He's risking the safety of himself and his siblings. And for He's 10, desperate and lonely. And for <laughs> he Simple. chose to be. He chose to be because for ten years he knew who he loved. And how did he know and she was ever gonna come around? Right? He felt I mean, it. he didn't even have no hope she's gonna come around. Okay, so let's get into the relationships. We see Liz and Kyle. We see Liz and Max. Mm -hmm. Let's uh, discuss and compare and contrast. Obviously, George, you are team Liz and Max. I'm team Liz and Max all the way. Jim, obviously you are team Liz and Kyle. Yeah, I I just think he's got more... I don't know how a girl would think, but it just seems on his surface. He's the bad boy. He's the more mysterious, interesting guy. And Max, here's the thing with her and Max, like she was before that kiss that they were when she went in for that kiss or whatever. She was so oblivious that he liked her. Like she basically had like, oh, you really like me? And she didn't seem excited about that. Like there's a thing that she was almost stepping back from and he's like pouring out his his affection and love and she wasn't really feeling it. And I found it kind of odd how suddenly she's like, well, you can kiss me later on. And like you weren't feeling him when he was telling you all these things versus when you interact with Kyle it was just like you're the one that instigated it. You initiated you And she's kind of known because people have like told her, like, he's had eyes for you your entire life. Right. You only noticed them the last two weeks. Yeah. And then skip forward, it's like, oh, you meant you'd follow me. Okay. Yeah. Defend it, George. I, I totally disagree. When she was in the bar with Maria, was she talking about Max? Or was she talking about Kyle? See, when you're talking to your close friend, you tell them who you're feeling. She was feeling Max. Mm. Kyle just showed up in the parking lot. And during that scene, which I thought was brilliantly shot, I was almost tearing up with the sunlight setting down on. It was so romantic. And he shares, Max shares with Liz that he shared a psychic bond when he put his hand on her. So his feelings are actually imprinted on her, and she's feeling not her feelings, but his feelings. But in the end, she was bold enough to say, when he said, she said, how long is this going to last? He said, a week. She said, I'll kiss you in a week then, because she knows deep down inside. But she's she going to hook up with Kyle probably a few times before that. Well, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. He's uh, just a it, distraction. On the question of this unrequited love, which we see is an overall theme, Michael and Alex. Unrequited love. Mm-hmm. Clearly, were you either one of you shocked when they kissed? 
No. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought it was set up. Their, their tension was very off, and you knew there's something there. It's just not a friends or, or buddies or something like that. You knew there was something deeper than that. And when they kissed, I kind of looked over, and I was like, yep, I knew it's coming. Uh, because there's that pent-up kind of anger, in a sense, and hurt. And it was going to come to the surface really quick. Yeah, there's something called acting with the eyes. These actors committed... You felt the tension simply by the way they were looking at each other. Hmm. So I knew it was coming. And and I liked that it did come. Well, I, I felt it towards the end. But I'll be honest, with heterosexual privilege, I didn't see it coming until mm-hmm. it happened. Because in my mind, neither of the neither of the actors or the characters actually portrayed what I was thinking of as attraction. I felt that Liz and Max had attraction. I didn't feel like Liz and Kyle had anything but like one night stand feelings for <laughs> each other. I didn't feel that Isabel actually even really uh, was attracted to her husband, more just was there with the husband. Yeah. And I didn't feel Michael and Alex until later in the episode. And then when they did kiss, I felt like they did it in the right way. It was actually a very beautiful moment. Do you think they did it for shock? Though? Would you have hold it off for at least a couple of weeks? I felt that was like, they gave us enough to tune in next week. And I thought that was like, whoa, we're getting this right away. I thought they could have used this as like, a bonus later on. You know, I think they did what a pilot's supposed to do. They really knocked down every single angle in one. Like, I feel that I understand the show very well from this pilot. Mm-hmm. I will give them an A-plus for what a pilot is supposed to be. That doesn't mean that's what it should be. But it is what it's supposed to be. Yeah, they, they gave you shock moments, for sure. I'm giving them an A++++. They really went there. If they're going this hard in the pilot, I can only imagine. Now, the standards are set high. What's to come? But most pilots, they don't. In fact, they do build the story, but they don't go all the way with all the reveals. There were many reveals. And this just keeps me at the edge of my chair Definitely wanting to see Well, let's knock out some of these Liz and Kyles. And by Liz and Kyles, I mean quickies. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's talk about the mark (laughs) and the secret. Uh, The mark is clearly the handprint that's on Liz as as, uh, Max saves Liz. Did Max even do the right thing? I think so. He had to, or else where would the show go? Well, sure, for the show, but I'm saying for the secret. Because that's the thing. is Not only did he leave the mark, he also told... Liz, the secret. Well, here's the thing. And not everyone, include, and I mean not everyone, Isabel and Michael do not agree. Well, yeah. So I, I just think that's what makes him kind of weak and naive. Like, he just gives all these major secrets away that quick uh, for a girl that's been gone away for 10 years. Like, that's why I'm not relating or, or really, I don't hold him in high regard. Because I just think he's such a pushover in every sense. Uh, he gives away secrets. He proclaims his love. It's like, there's no mystery to the guy. There's no... Um, you know, he just doesn't, I don't know, he's very passive, almost too passive uh, in, in every sense. Can I defend my Max? It's easier to trust someone when they have just as much to lose as you do. And seeing that her, that Liz's father's undocumented and in his position of power being a policeman and also hiding the secret of being an alien he knows that there's a lot at stake for the both of them, and that's why I believe there is a comfort there in sharing this with her. I'm going to have to agree with George on that one. I really okay. enjoyed that situation of being able to trust someone that has also as much to lose. I will say that I also agree with Isabel and Michael where I say 
I understand it's for the show, but that's probably not the best thing to do is tell someone your yeah. secret. It has I been mean, 10 years. They've you been don't together know for in the exactly. cube since 47, right? You know, you know right? who has the most to lose? The other aliens yeah. that she told the, told the secret to. And it wasn't his secret to tell. His secret was I'm an alien, not Isabel and Michael are also aliens. Right. The origin story which they gave us with the, the, the eggs and being in hiding in this one little cave that was covered by a door... Uh, yeah, uh, wow, no one's going to run into that and find this? It was so, like, out in the open. In a Especially sense. in Roswell, where all they do is yeah. scour every inch and of the And you would think it's just like, oh, he just moves, like, this shanky wooden board, and there it all is. Yeah. You know? And same thing even for the um, secret, where, where the general had, when he and Kyle went, and, you know, he just put his hand and opened the door. It's like, whoa, <laughs> these people don't hide anything here Not in Roswell. Not very well. No. It's... But it was 50 years, they were incubating, then they came about, and then... And of course, we hear these origin stories of where they grew up and who who adopted who, which I'm feeling like we're going to learn more about the parents and things of that nature. What about the origin story? Was it believable to you, George? It was believable. I am going to totally agree with Jim. Thanks. Of For once. The, the ease, <laughs> At least once. <laughs> the ease of access to get there. And I believe it could have been a little more intricate, the origin story. We know that. They basically were conceived at the same time. Sure. I'm trying to understand the incubation phase, the time gap of how long they're And what happened for, during and that And what time. happened during there? Do, are you growing? Are you like an embryo? Are you evolving? Are you staying? But and then we can't get sudden, everything all at one time. This is know. merely the pilot. They gave us a lot for a pilot, mm-hmm. including Project Shepard. Project Shepard is Master Sergeant Maines' top secret mm-hmm. uh, project that's foreboding these aliens and alien invasion and things of that nature. Definitely. And you saw how well protected his little fort was. So you would think that the big secret would be a little more complex. I thought it was a little too simple. And the way that they were just standing freely almost in Mm. oxygen, like at least be in some sort of a case. I don't know if they decay or what's going on with these things. Uh, yeah, I mean, they don't care that much, seems like, about their backstory. Let's move it forward, because it was just very bare, basic minimum. What do you think Project Shepard could be? Uh, I mean, we saw I think some they things. have an alien. I think they have one that Interesting. They're, they're, they're holding, mm-hmm. or that one that's alive in some sense, and they got it in captivity. George? Project Shepard, I am going to guess that it is an assault plant. An assault on the aliens. on the aliens to see how to kill them or take care of them. It could be both. We'll find out. Let's get right into our special segment as we wrap down. Our special special segment is going to be which character in the show did you relate to or manifest in yourself, live vicariously through on Kyle. the show? Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> we got Jim with Kyle. Um, half of me, Max, and the other half, I'd say, Isabel. Okay, Isabel and Max. I'm going to go with Michael just because I feel that brilliant but rebel with with the cause kind of vibe that Michael has. He's clearly was brilliant. They kept alluding towards the fact that he did it better on the AP test and he just could do mm-hmm. whatever he wanted, but he never went on with anything. So I can also feel that Michael vibe because I can be brilliant but a little bit of a bad boy. Um in the comments below, let us know who you felt you related to the most. I'd love to know all of you and each one of you and who your alien true self is or character on the show. You have Liz, Max, Isabel, Michael, Kyle, Alex, Maria. Maybe some of you are Master Sergeant Maines. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, predictions. Let's get right into predictions for next week. Predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. George, what are your predictions? All right, so Mains is going to end up trying to 
attack one of the aliens, and he's going to get what's coming for him. He's going to die. Kyle is going to have to take over the operation, and he's going to be at a new odds with Liz, who's going to be in a love triangle with him and Max. Sheesh, that's a that's a prediction oh, I if like I ever want. I think Liz's going to hook up with Kyle a couple okay, of times. Okay, I know that's a <laughs> fantasy. But yeah, yeah. Um, I, well, I think we're going to see this alien thing. Uh, maybe there's a sign of it uh, that, that the sergeant's holding back. I think we're going to see what's going on there. There's got to be something that they have from an alien... Uh, family that they have in possession of because they said they most died out but there's got to be one that they kept probably for their own and maybe did uh different experiments on i think we're to get some signs <clears throat> of that and i think you're gonna start seeing the transition of kyle uh coming and taking full full charge of this operation well i'm interested in seeing if you see the handprint go to mains also we have uh, <laughs> uh that whole with the rosa story i feel like we're gonna that's going to be the big secret that it leads yes. up to where we'll see if Liz and Max can be at odds where right before they're about to get get together, they fall apart. I also see that Isabel is going to play some type of mind control. Max is going to find out. And Michael is going to be the one that leads it. Like I said, it's the originals all over again. If the originals and Supergirl met, we would have Roswell, New Mexico, which is what we had today. Thank you so much for being here. Part of our after show. We enjoyed each and every one of you. I hope you enjoyed each and every one of us. Where can you all be be found if you want to be found? You can find me at Mr. George Corey. That's M-R-G-E-O-R-G-E. Toronto spelled last name that's k-h-o-u-r-i for all of you on the gram and the twitter jim uh you can find me on twitter at at the jim alexander that's uh, as opposed to a jim alexander right. you are the, the jim, jim like the rock kind of I sort of thing. yeah i understand of course you can find me at i am toronto all across the board and hosting a numerous after buzz shows especially on the cw i appreciate each and every one of you like i said can't wait to hear from you in the comments below and we will see you next Week, same Roswell time, same Roswell channel. Be here. Awesome. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz <laughs>